Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as we continue our conversation today, as always, we want you to help us elevate that conversation. You can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. And 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Uh, help us elevate the conversation. Weigh in with what's on your mind today, what's happening in your world and the thing I wanted to get to today is uh, as sort of a backdrop with all of the uh, presidential and vice presidential stuff going on. Uh, I want to make sure we don't miss out on some things that I think are really vital, uh, especially when it comes to these crucial conversations we know we need to have in this country around a host of, it, of issues from equality and race uh, to a host of other things that uh, simply need to be addressed. But we are getting worse, not better at engaging in those conversations and, and having a real clear path forward to that. Uh, and when it comes to the issue of race, uh, I think it was was very fascinating over the weekend. Uh, if you listened to the uh, general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there were some very clear instructions. Uh, and this was not simply leaders saying, hey, you know, here's a principle, here's an idea. It was very specific. They recognized that just talking about issues like race uh, is not enough. Uh, you have to get to the action and you have to get individuals to own it uh, and to drive it forward. And so to me, as we look at race, uh, I am always interested in how do we actually lean in and listen different uh, when we talk about issues of race and discrimination and prejudice and all of those things that we need to continue to strive to overcome in this country. And so I wanted to play a couple of uh, clips today from uh, from the conference over the weekend uh, to give some perspective of, one, how do we lean in and listen? How do we listen differently as it comes to some of these crucial conversations we need to have as a nation? And then the most important part is, what do we do about it? How do we actually link and lock arms so we can make progress, so we can move forward, so we can go from protest to progress, so we can get policies that will make a difference in communities? And that everyone can have confidence that they will have a, a fair shot at their version of the American dream. Uh, and so I want to go first to uh, comments made by President Dallin H. Oaks of the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, from Saturday. He said this. In a democratic government, we will always have differences over proposed candidates and policies. However... As followers of Christ, we must forego the anger and hatred with which 
political choices are debated or denounced in many settings. Here's one of our Savior's teachings, probably well-known but rarely practiced. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Okay, so there's the principle, right? The principle is that we need to love our enemies. We need to have different kinds of conversations. President Oaks uh, followed up that with a clarion call that we just have to do and act better. As citizens and as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we must do better to help root out racism. So it's up to us to to root it out uh, and to make a difference. So again, we've got to lean in and listen. We have to hear things differently. We have to go beyond our own bias, our own bubble, uh, and actually engage in uncomfortable conversations and do that on a regular basis. It's not an event. It's not a speech. Uh, it's a series of actions, often at the individual level, that begin to turn the tide. I want to shift now to some comments by uh, Sharon Eubank, uh, who is a member of the Relief Society Presidency and also uh, heads Latter-day Saint Charities. And uh, she talked about some things that were interesting in terms of how do we move forward? How do we actually link and lock arms in order to step forward? We may not yet be where we want to be, and we are not now where we will be. I believe the change we seek in ourselves and in the groups we belong to will come less by activism and more by actively trying every day to understand one another. So that's a, that's a big step. That's a big step to, to actually get to how do we step forward? How do we move forward uh, in a significant way as we try to have these conversations about law enforcement, about the much-needed reform that uh, is taking place uh, in our judicial system and that needs to happen even more? Uh, how do we have those conversations and, and actually move that forward? I think one of the answers... Uh, came from uh, M. Russell Ballard, uh, president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Uh, he actually uh, described a uh, meeting he was in in uh, Boston, just outside of Boston, uh, about this time last year. And uh, he had he shared some things that were not in his prepared remarks. Uh, I happened to be there on this particular day, and it was a, a really interesting moment uh, to realize that there is something that we all can do, regardless of our faith tradition, regardless of what we believe, Uh, But everybody can do one thing. We stand today at a major crossroads in history, and the nations of the earth are in desperate need of divine inspiration and guidance. This is not about politics or policy. This is about peace and the healing that can come into individual souls as well as to the soul of countries, their cities, towns, and villages. Therefore, let us pray for divine guidance. I invite you to pray always. Pray for your family. Pray for your leaders of nations. Pray for the courageous people who are at the front lines in this current battle against social, environmental, political, and biological plagues that impact the people throughout the world, the rich and the poor, the young and the old. And then finally, I want to get to uh, really a uh, a seminal speech delivered 
yesterday by President Russell M. Nelson, a president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, where he really made clear where things are and what individuals need to do to change the future. Each of us has a divine potential because each is a child of God. Each is equal in his eyes. The implications of this truth are profound. Brothers and sisters, please listen carefully to what I'm about to say. God does not love one race more than another. His doctrine on this matter is clear. He invites all to come unto him, black and white, bond and free, male and female. Today I call upon our members everywhere to lead out in abandoning attitudes and actions of prejudice. I plead with you to promote respect for all of God's children. Uh, again, uh, a, a very stirring address and a real call to action, not just a call to contemplate the principles, but to act on them. And I, I think this is a, a signal in terms of what needs to happen next, uh, that it isn't enough to uh, retreat to old conversations. We have to engage in new solutions. And that's where the, the answers always are. Uh, and there's much to be done. Uh, there's so much that needs to be done. Uh, but let me uh, go back and reframe what I think each of us need to do. Uh, first, we, we have to lean in and listen. We have to listen different. Uh, we have to, to listen to our friends and neighbors different. We need to listen to people who have different ideas, different background, different race, different religious points of view. We need to listen better and lean in to those conversations and learn. I know every time I have a conversation, with someone of a different race or a different background or a different worldview, I learned something. And even those people that I really disagree with on most things, I learned something every time. Uh, I go back to uh, the words of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her, her <clears throat> unique and unexpected friendship with Justice Scalia. They lived on opposite ends uh, of the philosophical spectrum when it came to the Constitution and the law. Uh, she said that they disagreed on almost every word of text that was put before them, but they were one in reverence for each other, for the Constitution, and the country they served. Uh, that's how you lean in and listen different. And then what do we have to do? Then we got to lock arms and start making the change happen. Again, not just talk about it, not just declare what we're against, but what are we for and what are we willing to do in order to make that a reality? Uh, I suspect we're going to get to some of that uh, in the vice presidential debate coming up here on Wednesday. Uh, I hope we do. Those uh, are important conversations, but more important, uh, it's up to us. This is a we the people issue. Uh, I think the thing that rang most true to me yesterday in listening to uh, Russell M. Nelson, president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was that it is up to us to root out racism. It is up to the people uh, to make sure that attitudes and actions of the past are set aside and the new future is created together. And he is known for linking and locking arms with those that he works with. And I think he invited everyone who listened on Sunday to do the same. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go on a little journey as the seasons change. You don't want to miss this. Come join us on a little walk next on KSL News Radio. 
two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.